Hey, what's up? It's your girl, Ida Rodriguez, and this is the latest episode of Truth Serum, where we give it to you straight with no chaser. Um, first and foremost, I, as, we, as I do, I'd like to say hello to the village. Um, those of you who continuously show up and are here to make sure that we have an audience, that you provide your point of view sometimes, your disagreements, Whatever it is, we have a conversation here and I like it. So I just want to say thank you for showing up on a weekly basis and thank you for sharing the content and telling others about it. Thank you to those who contribute to the show to keep us going. We really appreciate it. Um, and just keep uh, hitting that like button. Keep hitting the share. Um, keep telling other people about it. Here we want to have objective conversations with people with differing points of views who look like us. And when I say us, I'm talking about people of color, black and brown people, women, marginalized people, uh, trans people, all people, all of the human beings who make up this world that we live in. Um, this week, we are going to roast the headlines as this is a weekly wrap-up show. And we want to make sure that we do not let these suckers slide with what they did this week. Because uh, if you know me, then you know that I think that most of them are corrupt and some bullshit. Anyway, we are going to um, get started. And joining me today is my friend, fellow comedian, writer, producer, uh, actor, and entirely uh, funny, humorous, and great human being, Vanessa Graddick. Vanessa! Hey. Hey, it's so weird to have this conversation with you right now and get off formal because I was we were just talking about um, our personal lives a, a little while ago. Um, <laughs> to yeah, now we gotta we gotta hone in and be professional. And be professional. Um, uh, we want to jump into the headlines and talk about it, but first let's talk about you and what's going on with you, girl. Just trying to make it through the Rona. I am um, trying to stay busy writing. Finally. <laughs> getting the time to actually work on my own projects and work on me, which I never do, so. Yeah, because you're currently, uh, you're writing and producing on Byron Allen's show? Funny you should ask. We are currently in uh, hiatus, but season four is starting to air, I think, this week. But hopefully we'll be back in the studio soon. Once yeah. they get all the guidelines. Well, now that the president has uh, the Rona, I guarantee you that there will be some um, expediting and trying to find out uh, how we're going to deal with this. Unless, you know, he drinks some Clorox or some bleach. I mean, like, do, we, do we believe that he actually has it or is this a ploy so he can be like, I took the vaccine. It works. Everybody take it. You know, what's funny. One of the things that I was going to talk about is like one of the stories um, of the week is because uh, we, we saw a debate or a debacle. We talked yeah. about that. My favorite. And we'll get to the debate was, you know, what it was. You watched it. So go ahead and share your thoughts on what that debate was felt like to you. It unfortunately it was a battle for who runs the free world. But outside of that, it was the most hilarious 90-minute special I've ever watched in my life. I was over here cackling like it was get Eddie Murphy raw. I don't, it was hilarious. And my mom said, I got a, uh, we got a laugh from Pete from crying. But it was, it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. 
in, in my entire life. Yeah, it was pretty uh, cartoonish is what I would say. But, you know, it's funny, a lot of the polls came in and according to a few of the polls that we came across, Joe Biden won the election. According to the NBC News, uh, he won with a 7.9 lead, according to Real Clear Politics, 6.6, and 538's national polling tracker, 7.6. He had a 7.6 lead over Donald Trump. So uh, the reason I mentioned uh, the debate prior to talking about um, the coronavirus is that there was a, a lot of people, majority, I mean, Rick Santorum, who is a Donald Trump uh, flunky, groupie, whatever you call him, mm -hmm. people who feel that he underperformed in that debate. And then there's another debate coming up next week. So one of the theories floating around is how convenient for him to uh, come down with coronavirus, which will you know prevent him from participating in the yeah. next debate. And it was all of that. Well, you wear a mask everywhere. Everybody don't need to wear a mask. And all, it was it was so comical to me. Political theater. It was the second. Well, as far as um, Biden winning, I felt like he should have won solely based on the fact that he did not punch him in the face. When he was like, I don't know that son. I'm talking about the crackhead. What are you doing? Oh my God! The fact that he didn't molly whop him on the stage on the stage. He didn't molly, molly whop is my word, which was really interesting because Donald Trump Jr. has been trending for appearing to be on some sort having dealing with some sort of addiction or problem because he doesn't seem like he's in his right mind, and so to just say, um, you know, to uh, to just diss somebody's son for dealing with addiction, which so many people in our country are dealing with. This, is just downright dirty. But, you know, what's funny is that people uh, were upset with me because I did say that I felt like Joe Biden performed better than Donald Trump in the debate. And honestly, he he performed better by not performing at all because Donald Trump did not give Joe Biden the opportunity to fuck up. <laughs> he didn't give him the opportunity to really, he kept cutting him off. He did not allow himself to hang himself. He just kept breaking up, breaking into, a, just kept uh, interrupting him and did not let him play himself. So I thought that, you know, how, I mean, many people are upset because they didn't feel like Joe Biden was forceful enough. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, and I think that that's one of the things that I continuously say is that the right will go wherever they need to go to get what they want. They will yep. they will throw the baby out with the bathwater for power and for and an, in solidarity, whereas the left is so divided and so self-righteous and so driven by this narrative of having to be best, as Melania would say that they're always getting punked. And at some point, you know, we're right. <laughs> maybe not physical. Maybe we don't need to mollywop somebody physically, but we have to stand up for what, what we believe in. And it's it's just sad that it's a sad state that this is where we are in politics. And it's becoming so normal that even on, when Ted Cruz was on uh, Chris Cuomo's show, the exchange became somewhat antagonistic yes. and you feel like this is becoming standard for how people in politics and in public in the public view um engage um can we see that video irina 
pause all and say, troubles God, me, Ted. And to watch but, but, guys but, like you stand by Chris, and stroke your beard like a wise man instead of telling Chris, the president to get on it when you have Chris, power How about tell your brother problem. to get on it? My how brother will stand for his own record. Why don't you talk to the president the way you talk to my brother, Ted? You afraid of him? You think he'll smack you down at home? Oh, is that yeah. what it is? Like he's shut you up in the, the Cuomo's. You, you guys not are the really Cuomo's. tough. I'm talking about the president. My brother's not the president. I'm talking about the president. The one who called you a liar. The one who said your wife me, was ugly. That guy. You know, the guy now who you won't say anything I, I, about. I, I recognize that you like it. You actually wonder why you don't have a lot of Republicans that want to come on your show. I have more than any other show. And yell at me and insult. I'm not, insult I'm not yelling at you. And, and I'm raising fine. my voice to match your own because you, you want to you play games, Ted, and, and people that's okay. are dying. That, 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 that's OK, Chris. I, you're perfectly fine to scream and yell because you know what? Oh, but you don't. You're doing it because you don't want to discuss the substance. Like I had you, I, you invited me on the show things. to actually talk about the Supreme Court and talk about the book One Vote Away. And, and instead, you just want to repeat insults over and over and over again. Oh, but like, you're not. Actually talk about you just bring up my brother for half the interview because you're such a fair guy. So that is an interview in the modern day. I feel like we are in an episode of True Blood. Man, it is. It is oddly satisfying to watch old white men fight. <laughs> the fact that they're talking about actual serious issues is what's bothersome. Well, you know, uh, Irina, the, uh, my my partner on this show, made a very interesting point. She said, I have never heard uh, him address uh, Donald Trump calling his wife. Never. He, I've never heard him say, my wife is pretty. Not never. He never disagreed. <laughs> he may as well be like, yeah, she a cow, but she got some family money, so... I thought it was hilarious. Um, you know, what's funny is that Chris Cuomo, people were upset with him and saying that he was not being diplomatic. But mm -hmm. I think about all of the lies, all of the antagonizing that you hear from Kellyanne Conway and you hear from, you know, who Sarah, Sarah Huckabee Sanders was not a bully, but she was, right. she was complicit in the lies and she could be dismissive and ridiculous. So now when you see people pushing back, now they want to, you know, hold everybody to the same standard. But you can't just keep poking at people and think that they're not going to that they're not going to bite. Yeah. You poke the bear, you get what the bear got. It's like, And I think people have gone unchecked for so long. And we talk about this all the time. A lot of people talk the way they do because they've never been punched in the face. Yes. And the second they get punched in the face, they're like, oh, maybe I should. Maybe I should. Shh. Yeah, and that's what happened to Ted Cruz. He was very, um, you can tell that he was taken aback because Cuomo finally just said, you know what? Because they, they do bring up his brother, right? He is, yeah. you know, he is like, I, I don't want to talk about him. I don't want to talk about him right now. Mm -hmm. um, so we have been, uh, it's been such a big week that I just want to remind you of a couple of things while you're watching these things. And this is not me being um, a conspiracy theorist, but it's the fact that um, if you paid attention, we were talking about Donald Trump only paying $750 in taxes. And that was the headline. And that was what was trending. And people were talking about it until the debate. After the debate, we never talked about the taxes again. Mm -hmm. um, yesterday or the day before, some Melania tapes were leaked. And we were talking about how Melania is a horrible human being. 
And um, I, for one, don't believe in uh, demonizing her because I think that she is, you know, because she's married to Donald Trump. Many women have been married to the wrong man. I think she's complicit in a lot of the things that he does. And we've, victim, we've given her this victim role. But when you hear these tapes, then you start to understand who she really is. And according to the interview, um, that woman said that um, uh, that Melania is Donald Trump's biggest fan. So let's mm -hmm. listen into what, uh, what, what she was saying in the tapes. And are we playing all three, um, Irina? Listen to the three different, the three different ones. All these kids that I met, they were um, they are here in the shelters because they were they were brought by it from through coyotes, the people or trafficking, oh and God. that's why they put them in jail. And the kids that they go in shelters and the way they take care of them, it's. You know, they, they even said, the kids, they say, wow, I will have my own bed. I will sleep on the bed. I will have a cabinet for Aww. my clothes. It's so sad to hear it, but they have, they didn't have that in in their own countries. Right. They sleep on the floor. They are, you know, they it's are nothing. fed. They, they, are re they are taking care nicely there. But, you know, yeah, they are not, it's parents. It's sad. But when they come here alone or with coyotes or illegally, you know, you need to, you need to do something. Right. And a lot of, you know, a lot of like moms and kids, they, they, they are teached how to do it. Of they, course. they go over and they say like, oh, we will be killed by gang member. Uh, we will be the, you know, we will be, um, it's so dangerous. Mm -hmm. So they, they allow to stay here. Do you understand? Yeah, I do. I mean? And they're the ones that are the bad ones. Yeah, and they are not, you know, it's not, it's not true that they would, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Some of them, they're using that lines that, you know, they're, they're not professional, but they are, they are teached by other right. people what right. to say to, to come over and to, you know, to, to let them go to stay here because, you know, they could easily stay in Mexico, but they don't want to stay in Mexico because Mexico doesn't take care of them the same right. as America does. Wow. Mexico doesn't take care of them. You know, what's interesting is that one, all of the children that were held in the border, at the border and in these uh, concentration camps are not from Mexico. Right. A lot of them are from Central America, Guatemala. Um, and it's, it's interesting. No one has ever uh, threatened or no, accused Melania of being an intellect. And that's okay. She doesn't have to be deep. She doesn't have to be well-read and well-studied, although she should be because she's the first lady of the United States of America. But um, I think that it's so interesting to, to demonize these countries and have these conversations about these countries without discussing the United States role and what has happened in these countries and why these people come here in the first place. We destabilize their countries. We, we you know, it, we, we go in... We, we do military, uh, we sell guns, there's drug trafficking, there's all of this stuff happening in these countries. We destabilize them, they're poor, they're struggling. You get things like MS-13 that comes from struggle, it comes from hardship, and then, then this is the result of that, and now you're blaming them for it. And, uh, and just to say that a bed is enough for your child, where if you- A bed and a cabinet is supposed to be 
that is the the gold standard at this point is basically what she's saying. Like they get a bed and a cabinet. They should be happy. It's ridiculous. And it's that it's that white savior mentality that bothers the shit out of me. Well, I think that one of the things where you um, have an expertise in this area is because you're a formal social worker. Yes. So being a social worker um, and talking about children who are displaced like that, who are, you know, have this uh, uh, immense amount of trauma that they're dealing with. They come to another country. They're in these camps. I mean, can you give some insight into how that, you know, how that develops and what that what that becomes later? Because I don't think people understand. There's there's a myriad of things that happen from that. Like one, when you're telling people that when you're telling kids that they're better off in this concentration camp, which is pretty disgusting, then they go on not believing that they deserve better. And it gives you all those problems later in life where it's like, well, this is all that I deserve. So then you learn to settle and you learn to do less than what you're capable of because you've been told that this is all you get. Um, And even being a social worker, I've had this problem with previous colleagues where I always tried to mend the family and they were like, no, get them out of there. Just get them out of there. We can put them somewhere better. There's nowhere better than your family if possible. And we're just not, we're not giving them the resources to make their family unit better or help the family. We're just like, no, we know better. Come over here and get your little aluminum foil blanket, a bed and a cabinet and you're good. Yeah, that's good enough for you. Um, yeah. I wish that was all that she had said, but it's not. There's more. Uh, I'm complicit. I'm the same like him. I support him. I don't no. say enough. I don't do enough. No. It's, where, it's, where I am, I put the, I'm working like a ass, my ass. I know. Christmas stuff that, you know, who gives a f- about Christmas stuff and decoration, but I need to do it, right? Yeah, but a hundred percent. You have and no then, choice. And okay. And then I do it. And I say that I'm working on Christmas uh, planning for the Christmas. And they said, oh, what about the children that they were separated? Give me a break. The, uh, where, where they were saying anything when Obama did that. I know. They, do, I cannot go. I I was trying to get the, the kid reunited with the mom. I, I, I didn't have a chance. Needs to go through the process and through the law. You just, your messaging, you you were so loved. You they were. would not do the story. We put it out. They would not do the story. I'm telling you. You would not believe it. Yeah. They would not do the story because no, they but... are not, they would not do the story because they, they, are, they are against us because they are liberal media. Yeah, if I go to Fox, they will do the story. I don't want to go to Fox. <laughs> She doesn't want to go to Fox. <laughs> it's funny. She doesn't want to go to Fox and she's like, fuck Christmas. And that was what, I, see, the thing is, I, the, gas, yeah. the gaslighting is what gets me, right? The the When we were talking about happy holidays versus Merry Christmas, the right wing uh, nuts, they went even more berserk, right? It was, yeah. you know, why does it have to be happy holidays? Merry, Christmas is a, a, a religion. It's rooted in our religion. It is the birthday of Christ. All of this stuff. Fox News is the way. Fox News is the way. Fox News tells the truth. Everybody else is fake news. Here you have the first lady saying, Fox News and Christmas. 
just, what you mean the babies can't have no Christmas? Like, what are you? <laughs> it, it tickled me so. And she, they are cut from the same cloth. Because as you see, what I took from it as well, she fucked the Fox News, fucked Christmas, and fuck whoever I'm talking to. Because she wouldn't let um, her poor assistant at the time get a word in edgewise. Yeah, she was venting. <laughs> She's like, yeah, but no, no buts. Fuck Christmas, fuck these kids. They mad at me. <laughs> and you it's know, let me tell you something. As a person who... Um, I think that you cannot support a politician if you can't if you can't hold them to the standard if you can't question them if you can't. Right. You know, Obama is not exempt from that. So when she said that they they didn't do that when Obama was president, give me a fucking break. Does that make it okay? Like that is where I was confused. Like, is it okay for that? You it's so we shouldn't question you about what's happening right now because it happened during that administration as well. Like that is so, it's disgusting to be, it's all political. And that's my point when I try to tell people that they have politicized everything to where yep. it don't matter anymore. And this, but this administration, that is their whole go-to for everything. There's no, anytime a question is asked, it goes back to, well, you didn't do that when Obama was here or no, because I inherited this from Obama. And it always goes back to this and even their base, it's, it's always attacking the previous administration. Like we've been here for, you said it in the first 30 seconds of the debate. Uh, I was elected for four years, not three and a half. So all these years are your fault, my G. Yeah, that's right, that's right. So now there's one more tape and it's talking about the infamous jacket that she wore, which was you know, perceived to be very insensitive at the time. And no matter who it was directed at, it was still, the message was uh, received as being one apathetic, self-centered, you know, insensitive, and just downright wrong. And the, here's what she had to say about it. All the time that he's only one right. for everything. So, you understand? I do. So what, so what, what prompted you to want to buy that jacket? pause for a minute because I was reading something and I just really, it just really hit me that she wore that jacket for the liberals. The problem that I have with that is that when you are the president of the United States, you are the president of the Republicans and the Democrats. Yeah. And for some reason, we've lost our way. Now uh, you have a first lady who is uh, indirectly throwing shots at people who have a different ideology but she's still the first lady of the United States. They have a public office and they so they are supposed to be, you know, servicing the entire country despite them disagreeing with the ideologies of people on the other in the other party. And it comes it's very they're very ant antagonistic. I can't get the words out. But it it's unfortunate because we almost need two presidents at this point. Like we almost need to succeed from from the United States just for a second. I just need a break for a second. I need some time to myself. 
and then I'll come back to the U.S. once he's out. <laughs> um, I, you know, listen, we the the thing about us at this moment is that you know Joe Biden is the 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 presidential candidate for the Democratic Party. There's a lot there are a lot of problems in the Democratic Party as well. And nobody is ignoring that. But these are the people that are currently occupying, um, you know, the White House on 1600 Black Lives Matter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just think that it's it's very interesting that these tapes get released. And then a few hours later, they come down with coronavirus. Right after the very bad performance. It's very easy to ignore. Like, it's such a cop out. It's OK. We know all of these things are happening. We don't have an argument for this. At the debate, uh, Trump basically had a tantrum. So his team is like, uh, I need you not to talk for a little bit. Ooh, <coughs> we got the Rona. We can't talk. I cut it it's out. You know, off kilter, right? And then people say to me, well, you know, Doc, you're such a conspiracy theorist. This is, the, this is so outlandish. Really? Do you? The funny thing to me is this, you have a government that infected people with syphilis. Right. And conducted an experiment with people, black people in this country, and later said, oops, my bad. Yep. And we got to be shocked that, I mean, it can't be in the realm of possibility that they are capable of doing other outlandish, horrific shit. It's just, to me, it's like, we get to pick and choose what conspiracy theories make sense or not, but what the ones that are reality are probably far more worse than the ones that we think yep. of may not be. Because there's such a people of color in general are so um, forgiving, especially black and brown people are so forgiving. That's why we just when somebody does something messed up, we're like, oh, bless his heart. So our theory of what could possibly be happening is always less devious than what's actually happening. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're like, oh, he's just trying to steal some cookies. No, he's trying to blow up the earth. Like, it's, yes, it's, it's happening. It's ridiculous. And I think a lot of times now, especially, and I've been talking to friends about this, about getting out to vote. There are so many problems in the Democratic Party, which I completely understand, but Biden's what we got right now. And putting... Kanye on the ballot does not, it's not helpful. And we actually will have an adult in the White House whose people can talk to and get through. And then those other problems within the Democratic Party, let's work those out once we regain power. Oh, Lord. Um, okay, so I uh, there are some headlines that I do not want to um, skip uh, because I think they're very important. One of them being the officer who killed Rihanna Taylor started an online fundraiser so he can retire and focus on his safety. Um, I wanted to speak with you, um, you know, those of us who consider ourselves Afro-Indigenous, Afro-Latinx, Black from Latin America, have a different reality in this country when it comes to, you know, racism. No doubt they treat everybody bad that is not white. But being a black woman in this country comes with um, its own set of PTSD. Yeah. So I want to talk to you about this Breonna Taylor case because I, I lose sleep at night because of it. You know, I have a daughter that I that that is a black woman in America. Um, I how does it make you feel when you hear this that the officer is 
raising money to focus on his safety? It is, it's tormenting actually. Like just the case in general, she wasn't able to focus on her safety when she was asleep. Like there's no, I hate when predators victimize themselves. Like, oh, I can't handle it. I'm sorry, I just killed a black woman in her sleep. But now woe is me is the problem. And living in a country where that is okay or where people don't value our lives is like you said, it you lose sleep over it. Like, I don't even know how to reconcile that outside of making sure I have my gun license. Like, it's just, there's nothing you can do with it. And I think that it is disgusting. And anyone who said, oh yeah, poor him and gave money to the gun fund me is disgusting. It's, it's fucking gross. It is gross. And it is uh, something that I hope, um, and we can see in the lifetime of our children, we can see some change because uh, I, right, honestly, it's just become commonplace to see uh, black murdered bodies. Uh, you know, we can see them, and then the the murders go without any consequences. I um I wanted to share that there was uh, Harvey Weinstein is facing six more sexual assault charges mm -hmm. in Los Angeles, and um you know I I think that you know the Me Too movement started with a black woman got hijacked by Hollywood, and then. It became it, it received legs because uh, white women in Hollywood of value to Hollywood spoke out. And mm -hmm. now you see that, you know, Harvey Weinstein is facing six more sexual assault charges in, in, in California. But we cannot see a proper indictment in the Breonna Taylor case. Right. You know, and I think that if you sexually assault women, you should you should go to jail and you should see consequences for that. So I'm not trying to minimize the fact that he whether those women are valuable or not, but um, valuable to Hollywood or not. But the truth is, is that that is the reason why they are probably getting justice. Yeah. This woman who was a, you know, an essential worker is not going to be 30. The there's the Me Too is getting all that because of what you said, like the influence from Hollywood and whatnot. Even Mike Vick went to jail for dog fighting. Like the dogs got more justice. The only indictment that we saw or have seen thus far is because the walls got hit. And you're telling me like you have to tell a Kayla and I have to tell my friends or whatever, like you matter less than drywall. And it's it's unfortunate and we sit we sit here and we have to watch our people getting killed. We have to watch our people being hunted essentially at this point. At this point we're being hunted. And yeah. it's every single day and you know me like we're friends. You know I'm a G. I don't cry. I haven't cried this much in my life. Like it's so heavy right now that even I'll be watching a damn uh Tide Pod commercial be like, "Oh my god. They're just because <laughs> it's all overflowing at this point. We've gone, what, maybe 15 days this year where someone hasn't died at the hands of a police officer? I think I have to look at the math. Don't quote me on that, but it's it's not proportional at all. 
Man, so much that the, one of the stories we had that Arena had on here for the day is that parrots were separated after swearing at visitors. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's how bad human beings are that when you go to zoo, the zoo, um, <laughs> the, and zoo is animal jail, by the way. That's what my daughter called it. She was like, I don't want to go. She was little. I, I, you want to go to the zoo? I don't want to go to animal jail. <laughs> the parrots are swearing at the people Dude. that's how fucked up we are that that the birds are like get away from me <laughs> um so gavin newsom vetoed a bill passed by legislators to protect reporters who cover protests it would have barred law enforcement from intentionally assaulting interfering with or obstructing these duly authorized representatives it was number sb629 so mm -hmm. when tell you that it is just important to vote um, for your regional and local government officials as it is the president of the United States. It is. And you need to read and you need to do research and understand all of these laws, these statutes, yeah. you know, these, uh, these uh, what do you call it, propositions, these initiatives that are daily that will affect your daily lives you know people love gavin newsom they they call him a liberal uh governor he stands up to donald trump he's also part of the elite class in the state of california and living a very privileged and special life yeah. Not, you know that doesn't have anything to do with those of us who are on the ground on a daily basis so make sure that you guys and that you inform yourselves. This is not, we're not here to endorse any political party, but we have to call people out when they need to be yeah. called out. Too many people are voting just based on sound bites rather than actually doing the research. And it's not, sometimes you may identify with Democrats, but sometimes the Democratic nominee may not be for you. So you have to look at all of it. You have to go through, I just got my little, I don't know where it is, my little book. So I can start reading. We need to have a. Uh, we need to have drinks and politics. <laughs> we need to go over all of them before we vote, and then maybe we can do it. We can do a special here and just go over uh, some of the things that people may not know. They don't know that some people were talking to me about Proposition One Hundred Twenty One or vote yes on One Hundred Twenty One. Should I vote no on One Hundred Twenty Three? They didn't know the difference between the yeah. two. And, you know, every political party gives you their spin on it so that you can, you know, support or not support it based on what how it benefits the political party. And we need to figure out how it benefits the people. You should do a town hall. Do a yeah. town hall. Um, I guess we got to do a stone. Hell, the elections. <laughs> yeah, we, got, we should do it during the 14 days right now. Well, yeah, well he can't say nothing. <laughs> need to get in there. Um, but, you know, also, let's just say that in California, they passed the first of its kind law to consider reparations for slavery. Yeah. So um, we talked about we we talk about uh, reparations, but reparations hurt Bernie Sanders because he was not for reparations. Um, there have been a lot of talks about reparations and and I think uh, we're going to have someone come on the show and really talk about what reparations actually look like, how that breaks down, why it seems so overwhelming. Who do you, how do you determine uh, who is actually eligible for that? That's where I get confused of who, because they say, well, you know, old school, they say just a drop and be black. It's a lot of drops. 
we how do we accurately i'm all for reparations don't get me wrong i just don't know how it gets disseminated or to who or what because yeah. and all black people weren't necessarily slaves not because some people escaped and did whatever so i just don't know i just don't know what that looks like and then do we base it on uh what is like 23andme or ancestry.com and because we didn't have records, we weren't allowed to read. So not like we have, that's the same thing with um, even looking for, I was trying to find my language in Native American, like my Native American culture, which I then found out was the first, thank you, 23andMe. But we don't have written records. So there are far more white people who can claim uh, their Native American ancestry because they were able to write shit down and we weren't. So I don't know how I don't know how we do that. Yeah, no, it's it's it, it's that's one of the concerns that there will be white people who can justify that they have black people in there. Yep. You know, you know, it being you know, when you think about Essie May, um, Strom Thurmond's daughter, who was the daughter of a slave that uh, of, of white of a white um, politician in this country who mm -hmm. went to the Supreme Court and won, but. I mean, just to think about how many, all of the mixing and all of the rape that took place and all of the things that happened, how do we um, actually determine who's eligible? You know, certainly there are many of us who are descendants of slaves, but our, our reparations are owed to us from Spain. You know, mm -hmm. people are owed by the Dutch old people in, in the Caribbean, the French old people in the Caribbean. And slavery in America is a very specific slavery and that we need to it needs to be, it, it should be repaired, you know, some. Yes, there has, there has to be something that has to happen. I just, I don't know what it looks like personally. And like I said, 23andMe ruined my life. I realized that I am a white woman and I have not been given the respect as a white woman that I should have been getting. This whole that. <laughs> <laughs> I am 30% all the whites. It was like, I'm real white, like British, French and Irish, I believe. I'm scared of uh, doing a 23andMe because I feel like there's a conspiracy theory that they sell them to the, uh, you know, the databases for, because um, we did a story on the Young Turks where there were, there was one of those companies that were, they were doing those tests and they were selling the results to the FBI. And then they were arresting people who were related to people based on DNA. They were capturing, capturing some criminals. Um, Here's the thing for me personally, I don't, I have had so many fingerprints and background checks just being a social worker. So it's nothing. They're not, if they find some criminals, then they're just gonna find some criminals. Like all, all the criminals in my family about dead by now. So it's like, <laughs> I'm sure I've got two, three brothers and sisters out there. I don't know what they're doing. I don't want to find them. That's why I checked the no box. Like don't tell nobody we got the same DNA. Do not. <laughs> What's them finding me? I don't have bail money. That um, so I um, there are some people in Washington who are doing their best to do a good job, and I would say that Katie Porter is one of them. She's gone viral quite a few times um, with uh, you know when she questions uh, questioning people, and she she comes there with the receipts. Like she comes there, she brings you know her dry razor. And she is uh, she's always coming to 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 take someone to task. So take a look at Katie 
talking to Mark Alice, who is a former big farm pharma CEO. Do you know what this number is? I does it ring I any bells? I, I think you're referring to my compensation in some way. How did the drug improve? If I were to look at a pill and analyze it from 2005, when it cost 215, and I was looked today at, at when it cost 763, would that pill be the same? I understand your question about the pill. The pill, the manufacturing for it would be the same. Any increase in the price of Revlimid would also increase your bonus by increasing earnings. Isn't that right, Mr. Ellis? If revenues increased and expenses did not, then earnings would be enhanced. And Thank you. Do you know how much you personally received in bonuses over two years, the last two years, just because Celgene raised the price of this one drug, Revlimid? I receive very generous compensation, but I don't know the exact number that you're referring to. In fact, you personally received half of a, half a million dollars personally just by tripling the price of Revlimid. The drug didn't get any better. The cancer patients didn't get any better. You just got better at making money. You just refined your skills at Price Scout. So, I, uh, you know, I think it's important to point out the people who are trying because there are some people who are really um, trying. And she's always, every time that I've seen her, um, you know, when she's trending, I, she's she's holding somebody and taking them to task. I think it's important. Someone sent me a message the other day on so, uh, on social media asking me, um, what do I think is the biggest problem with our political system? And I will continue to say to those of you who think that I am trying to turn America into communism as if I had that kind of power, <laughs> is that they the capitalism is goes hand in hand with white supremacy and the reason why our country is out of control is because the corporations are running it. And Big Pharma has a lot to do with why this country lacks the balance and uh, the nurturing that it needs for its people. So that is in one example of the, mis, uh, the gross misuse of power and dollars that people who are desperate um, for medication with ha and having health issues are used as pawns in a game to provide these people with a lifestyle that many of us will never see. Yep, and that's, especially with, <clears throat> as we were talking about earlier, when we said that, like when they infected people with syphilis and then we're trying to act like it's so out of the world for them to do devious, devious shit, that's devious. And you know, my mother was a survivor and now she's battling it again that medication has gone up tremendously. And if she wasn't still working, like I wish she would retire, but thank God she's still working because it's covered. She has a pill that costs, I want to say like $200 per pill that she has to take. Like this is, you have to take it to get better. And it, it's, it's disgusting. And thank God for her and her whiteboard calling them out. Man, um, her whiteboard, and when she shows up with that whiteboard, you're, you're in trouble. You're red. <laughs> not giving her kids at home for this bullshit. Yep. Uh, 
In other news, Disney is laying off 28,000 employees as pandemic as this pandemic hammers its theme parks. And, uh, and the reason that this story is so important is because we talk about the pandemic and the loss of businesses and how so many businesses have been hurt. You hear people saying, oh, the Red Lobster in my neighborhood is closed or this. Those companies have insurance and some a lot of those corporations will recover and they will be okay because if you can own a chain of Red Lobsters, you're probably doing okay. But a lot of people are losing their jobs. And yep. um, these people who work at theme parks who we don't think about because those jobs are jobs that don't make a lot of money and we don't value in this capitalistic, materialistic, superficial um, society that we live in. Those 28,000 employees that are there to be of service to those people who can afford, who can even go afford to go to Disney World and Disneyland, which a ticket is now over $100 a person. Yes. And I, I just don't think that we realize how affected the communities are and how affected people are, the people on the ground, which are the people who always matter the most to me. Yep. And I think a lot of people aren't looking at it. Someone... I forget who I was talking to, but they're like, well, they should have had savings. A lot of people aren't making enough living wages to save. It's not about irresponsibility or anything like that. They're literally living check to check. So, so many people, and you know, I used to do restaurants. So I have a lot of my friends who are suffering now because they can't, they're not serving or the restaurants are either being shut down or they're dealing with only 25% of the capacity where it was already a struggle. Now it's like, well, you still can work, but you're making less than you would on unemployment at this point. And it's unfortunate. Yeah, it's really, really uh, bad. And that's 28,000 um, people that are, I don't know if this is a Disney worldwide or um, I didn't read the story, I didn't get to it. But I, if it is worldwide, I mean, those are people in Florida, people in, in Los Angeles. Those are or Anaheim or in the surrounding areas, yeah. the people all over the world that that's the are Disney cruises, that's all the Disney. Yeah. And those are entertainers, which a lot of people, you know, people love entertainers because entertainers are who keep people. They keep you going through these moments. Everybody's binge watching. You know, you, yeah. you have a lot of these people talking about people in Hollywood and the actors and this. But those are the people who are getting you through this moment. And uh, those people who work at Disney. It, when it's hot and they have to wear a goofy outfit or they're serving the hamburgers to people who are being rude to them, those are all human beings. So yep. 28,000 human beings lost their jobs and, uh, and people are still politicizing this pandemic instead of really trying to find solutions and how to, making, how to make the world better for us in this moment because this is our reality. And I don't think a lot of people on as far as them being entertainers, people aren't thinking about the entertainers. What they're doing is they're coming to our IGs or our lives and they're getting all this good free entertainment and like you need to keep you need to keep going. And I was like, but I need to also keep paying this rent. And I shared with you before I was catfished by <laughs> a childhood friend who basically hit me up and said, I have a job for you. And I got excited because I need all the jobs. And I was like, oh, a corporate gig. And it was like, ha ha, got you. This is such and such. Um, I just wanted to get in contact with you. The shit's not a game. <laughs> like, 
entertainers, entertainers, restaurant workers, all of the people that people take for granted, but make their lives so much better, human beings are being affected. And I think more people need to take that seriously. Yeah, I agree. Um, or the parrots are going to cuss you. <laughs> the parrots are going to cuss your ass out. I'm going to get a parrot. And don't let the eagles get involved. <laughs> they got cousins. They got cousins, I tell you. Listen, I, you bought a movie, Birds. This shit is going to go crazy in a minute. I'm talking about, you know, and that was the thing that somebody, uh, Ronnie, Ronnie made a good point. We, you know, these debates, they've become so political. You go to Twitter, you go to Facebook, the conversations that people are having are whatever points they can make about the other side to throw the other side under the bus. What we're not having conversations about are like the daily lives of people who are struggling right now, the essential workers, the people who um, don't have the the glamorous jobs where they may, or or the big time jobs where they're making 200, 300,000, that don't have a savings who are trying to survive this economy going up and down because people are playing politics with it. Um, right. Unemployment has also been fluctuating. You know, some people are really suffering because of it. $1,200, what did it do? What did $1,200 do for you? Not, not a motherfucking thing. And I didn't even get the full 12. Right. I think I got 900, I believe. It was something like that, but it's and then they go on recess in the middle of talking about how our lives are going to change. They're like, oh, we got to go on vacation for a second. Y'all be all right. And it's not it's not okay. Like even at the max in California, the max of California, you're getting eighteen hundred dollars a month if you max out on unemployment. And then the max on unemployment, let's say you're getting eight hundred eighteen hundred a month. You still don't necessarily qualify for like food stamps or Cal Fresh because they say that's too much. It's it's a ridiculous thing. Somebody I know was trying to get uh, food stamps and it got. They were like, "Oh, you got approved. You can get sixteen dollars a month." The fuck you gonna do with sixteen dollars a month for groceries? <laughs> I tell you what, you're not gonna do. You're not gonna eat at no. all. <laughs> you're not going to do anything. Um, and, uh, you know, also they've made it so that you can go to fast food restaurants with food stamps because they're all in it. <laughs> so that, that you can go to McDonald's, you can go to whatever it is and go buy some food. Um, Everything I, that's good for you, you can get. <laughs> yeah. So listen, I, I, I read some of the comments. I agree with many of you. We keep uh, begging for a seat at the table. We need to start creating our own tables. We need to stop investing in our own oppression. That um, that example of you know Gavin Newsom blocking, uh, vetoing that that law into coming you know to that protects law enforcement from you know battering. Uh, <laughs> and, and and it's just important because part of uh, you know the way they start transitioning into authoritarian governments is by attacking the press first. Yep. Uh, and those are the people who are telling us what's She's going on. So many of them are. But I just want to tell you that as we head towards this election, um, and those of us that, that live in truth, we have to stop thinking that at some point uh, that, it, that just in November, life is going to change uh, because of whoever is in office. 
it probably is not going to change that much. And I stand by what I say that there has never been in an administration in this government that has ever been um, fully whole and, you know, compassionate and thoughtful and aided in the progress of black people, people of color in this country. So let's just be clear that whether Donald Trump is president or Joe Biden, things are not going to magically get better for people of color, black people in this country. And we have to stop romanticizing that as if in November life is going to get better. But what we can do is take note of all of the things that we are uh, that we're voting on because those uh, district attorneys, those judges, or those uh, su the superintendents at the, the city council, everybody. Yes. Yeah, we got to. We have to think about uh, who we're voting for. Mm -hmm. and we got to really understand where we're what we're putting our money into because a lot of times we do invest in com companies and corporations that are not good. Uh, for us as a people. Um, you are, you, you know, I think that is a good idea, Vanessa, that we should have a special edition where we go over um, specifically for at least California, yes. talk about the propositions and the laws and the things that are on the ballot and maybe answer some questions and help people. And I encourage those of you who are in other parts of the country that you participate. And listen, there are some older black people and brown people who believe in voting because voting means something different to them. Yes. Don't argue them down about what your stand is on voting. Escort them to the polls. Yeah, I'm there. yeah you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people, when you say they romanticize the election, we do. And everybody went out to, to vote for Obama. Everybody went out, but they didn't go out two years later to like, we sent them in there with no backup. And that's the same thing that's going to happen if Biden gets elected, if we don't do the locals first. Like you have to do your local elections and you have to make sure that all that is set in place. So the person that you have romanticized can actually do the shit that you want them to do. But you can't yeah. send somebody in with no with no ammo. Yeah. I see Julissa, I want to say, Raya, my girl is in the comments. I want you to participate with us and help us educating people on what the laws are in the state of California. Maybe um, we can set this up and we can really break them down and go through them and just get people. Listen, those old white people, they show up and they vote. They Man. believe in the vote. They will always show up and vote. And if you don't believe in it because you feel apathetic, just know that they're not voting in your best interest. They're voting to keep you out of their neighborhoods. They're voting to, so that they can have the best health care, that they can have the best yeah. uh, schools in their neighborhoods for their grandchildren. They're voting so that they can have those sheriffs that are going to make sure that they clobber you when you go into their neighborhoods. You got to think about it from a perspective, a holistic perspective. What they vote for is to maintain their privilege and the status quo in this country and to have all of the things that, that are oppressive to you. All facts. So um, I, uh, I want to say thank you to all of you who showed up today and appreciate you participating in the conversation. Um, and like I said, um, I am, a, an, I am a, a, an advocate, a proponent, a supporter of people who defend themselves. And so as we uh, take on this very um, 
judgmental tone when we see people pushing back, we people see people slapping back, we see people talking back. Let us remember that that affects our worthiness. We are worth being respected and being treated. And um, uh, yeah, I, I'm all I'm all about that. And so I think that it's important for us to make sure that we are supporting each other and that we are. Um, you know, looking out for our young and our elderly because they are vulnerable in this yeah. moment. Uh, real, you know, I always respond to some of the comments. Real Tizzle uh, K360. I am very Taina. I'm Afro Taina. I appreciate you telling me that I am, but I actually uh, was raised by my great grandfather, Sixto Alamo, who was not only Taino in look, but Taino in culture. But thank you. I appreciate it. I know my ancestry. I also acknowledge my African blood, which I'm not ashamed of. And I don't think that is that is necessary for me to speak on one and not the other. But I'm very proud of my Taino roots. My email address actually has Taina in it. Um, those of you who know me know that. But thanks. I appreciate you. Um, vote at all levels. Yes, Zita. Um, yes. Thank you, 9-8 Natimer. Bless you back. We appreciate you. Those of you who have different, um, uh, you know, perspectives, I see you here. Um, Molly Spencer, thank you for showing up every week. Uh, we appreciate you. Zay always shows up. Love you, Zay. That's uh, one of our regulars. Yeah. I want to do some shout outs today. Yamanika told me that I need to do shout outs. She's like, you talk, 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 and shout out your people. So, <laughs> kudos, Doc. Uh, Doc Cam always shows up. We appreciate it. Um, so I just think it's important to say thank you to the village. Uh, I love all my tribes of Israel, Black, Hispanics, and Native American Indians, and we love you back. Uh, and Mo's Tube One, thank you for the for supporting the show. Thank you for doing the show dialogue. We appreciate it. Vanessa, tell them where they can find you. If I go back to Mo's, his picture look cute, kind of. I'm sorry, I'm playing, but. <laughs> <laughs> dating series whatever we can do here go ahead right whatever <laughs> um okay where to find me uh i am at vanessa Gratic on everything and i'm pretty sure i'm like if not the only vanessa Gratic on the internet one of two so i'm very fine easy to find and you are performing tomorrow you said or you perform? No, my shows. Uh, I have a show tonight, but it is a uh, backyard poolside show, so I can't put out people's address and whatnots. But oh, still you. doing all the Zoom shows and everything. So no, we're not. So yes, when uh, and so look out for Vanessa. You'll see her and some of the stuff that I got going on because we always work together. Yes. I want to say thank you to all of you for showing up. Hey man, the world is made up of different people who come from different places and think up, think di differently, and that's okay. We don't all have to think alike. What we need to do is respect one another. Black Lives Matter will continue to matter. Um, yep. Latin lives matter. I don't have a problem putting the X at the Latin for if I'm respecting somebody's identity. We go and we grow. And Yashar Yasharala, Yasharala, Yahweh, according to the Holy Bible. Um, I can't I can't read that one right now because I can't see it. But I appreciate you. I appreciate you showing up and I appreciate you speaking. And India showed up today. So thank you so much. We love you. We will see you next week here on Truth Serum and Wednesday. Don't forget to tune in. 
where we will be breaking down new jokes. See you next time. Bye.